intro. Purposely Mimi. All good things must come to an end. Oh. Not forever, not forever, but just for a bit. Welcome to the season one finale of Purposely Mimi. Woo! We knew this day was coming. <laughs> um, so as you hear, that was Cameron, or as you can hear, that was uh, our sound engineer, Cameron, from Purposely Love. <laughs> <laughs> the one I'm and back. only. <laughs> I'm back. He's here to co-host. Yay! Cameron, <laughs> we did that in unison. That was cute. Um, uh, so I can't believe how fast the first season has gone. It's it's honestly it's insane. And I just I could not go soft on the first season one finale. I I had to it had to be a big topic. Dun dun dun. <laughs> recycling (laughs) i don't know oh gosh is money the root of all evil i know okay we're not gonna get to the evilness necessarily maybe some of it but for cameron and i money has been at the center of some of our biggest disagreements and today i wanted to explore why money has a hold on us the way that it does and the connection that it has to purpose and happiness because we all know Money, 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 money. It's like literally everywhere. <laughs> I think that was an original. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But do we have money moves, Cameron? What do you mean money moves? <laughs> I, I don't know. Is it Cardi Shut B? Up. I know, I know. I'm trying to be like, oh, I'm going to say, do we have money moves, Cameron? But that didn't go too well. Um. So, okay, the truth is we all need money to survive. We all know this, right? So, like, at the basic human necessity, uh, you need it for shelter. So you need it for your rent, you need it for food. Um, And then there's just the fun aspects of it. You just need it to go out. You need it, you know, just for to travel or whatever it is. That's what makes it so complicated because it's not just... Uh, a necessity that you need for, you know, like food being like more of an important factor. Um, But then it gets complicated because, you know, survival is just part of it. And then everything else that it adds to, um, you know, it can make you feel good or bad because it measures your self-worth and your status in the world. So there's a lot of complexities within money and the kind of job you do um, and how much money you make. It's definitely a status thing, too. So it's, it's it becomes more than just like, oh, I need shelter and rent, which is very important. Right, Cameron? Oh, yeah. That's a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in Toronto, houses are freaking expensive. Yeah, so. I was checking the price of tents the other day at Canadian Tire, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, we're not, we're not that bad. Jeez, we do not need tents. But um, not that there's anything wrong with that for anyone in that situation, because it's tough. Money is complicated. Um, so it's taken us years, like, uh, you know, Cameron and I, to come to kind of like a happy place when it comes to the topic of money i think in part because i guess our approach to money is probably different but the more um you know like just throughout the years i think we've definitely kind of come to a meeting of the minds like we're kind of like more in the middle um so okay so cameron i'm gonna start big with you because i think like you're (laughs) 
<laughs> because money is everything, right? And it's also nothing. You can have it all. You can lose it all. It can make you the happiest person or the most miserable person. What do you think is the purpose of money? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a loaded question. You don't have to, you know, but just like your first thoughts. Just like, yeah. Well, I think like anything, um, it's it's more of a tool. And, and essentially, you know, you have, let's say, um, you know, a skill set mm-hmm. or you have let's say looks or family or whatever right so these are all things that like make you like uh all as a whole but like i yeah. think money is like one of those tools that help you um kind of live sort of sometimes your best life um Ooh. yeah so you know um it does allow you to have lots of freedoms um it can make you anxious a lot of the times yeah. and uh it can be there to help out others. It can be there when, you know, in your time of need. And, uh, yeah, so, like, unfortunately, yeah, money is, is it's pretty important. So it does help out with purpose. So say one's yeah. purpose was to go back to school, you'd need funds. If one's yeah. purpose was... It's related to you know, everything. Yeah, exactly, to, to, to travel the world. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of those uh, tools that are, you know, uh, a necessity. And it doesn't have to be bucket loads of it, but essentially there, I guess, you know, there's some find healthy balance and uh yeah yeah so you just you just you need it you need it you, you need, need to it. live your best life as cameron says it. so are we living our mediocre yeah. life What's i can't happening? go buy everything with bartering i can't you know say hey i'll <laughs> uh make you a bookshelf if uh you give me this loaf of bread you know that doesn't really happen uh, nowadays in society so well okay well this is the thing <laughs> um you know i think i've gotten better with it like with saving money oh, and yeah. all of that, it's definitely okay. Okay, you okay. and, you and money are process. best friends now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think for you, what I think is interesting is that since you were so little, like it's the yeah. Let me do your taxes. <laughs> da, da, da. Like yeah. you know, since you were like a little kid, you've always been so good with money. And even when we first met, you were that person. You had money in the bank. You're very responsible when it comes to that. I think like for me, it came later after kind of like school debt and all of that and you know kind of going through those things and then realizing how difficult it is because when you're in school you don't even realize um what the jobs out there pay yeah and so it's kind of a shock because then you're then you're left with a bunch of debt right and so and if you didn't have those tools like when you were younger to kind of know um you know, how to kind of like budget in living on my own, like all of those things I think taught me um, how to be like that, that money isn't something that you necessarily uh, like it could be gone at any minute. And, and, and like the more you put on credit card and, and all that, like it's just going to screw you over later, but you've always been, you didn't have to have those hard lessons. Like you've always no. been very, very like, which is part of our issues because he's so unusual. You are so I've had an unusual yeah relationship with left money. Or to the yeah. right? I don't know. Would it I'm be to the far right? on. We're too far. Yeah, at the beginning, you know, at the beginning, I think I'm in the normal we were, spectrum. And all, yeah, honesty. at the beginning of the relationship, I'm... we're pretty far on the spectrum. And essentially, I had a really unique uh, upbringing where I was always around. You know, my parents that were self-employed and had businesses. And, you know, I would go with them to trade shows and go, to, you know, yeah. with them to, on wholesale trips and things like that, you too. You were working since the age of what? Since the age of nine, yeah. <laughs> I would shadow my parents for years. Totally and To normal. the point where, yeah, right yeah. after I graduated high school, I had my own business. And so I think from 
Um, and again, it's not the norm from the age of nine. I knew what the value of a dollar was. So when I saw friends, you know, that would go buy, you know, brand new cars or buy, you know, thousands of dollars, of, you know, tools or things like that too. And I'm like, well, it's going to come back. And, but nobody wants to be the friend with the guy that nags about money all the time. Which Cameron, <laughs> okay, be honest. Do you think you nag too much when it comes to I money think stuff? I was pretty bad for quite some time. And uh-huh. I think, uh-huh. I think Mimi showed me that you can have <laughs> a healthy balance yeah, because I don't um, yeah. think I'm that person that like necessarily overspends. Yeah. But um, because living on your own in school debt and stuff like that, that's just going to happen. It, yeah. Like it's just, you know, a lot of people experience that. But I think like for me, um, I spend my money a lot of times on experience type of yeah. situations. So like we, for we travel, I would say it's probably my most expensive habit. Um, and I and I recognize that that is like a luxury to even be able to do that. Um, but yeah, like, I, I mean, even w- what was like the first thing you bought for yourself? Um, like at your first paycheck or your first job. Do you remember? <laughs> I, I I thought of that the other day. I'm like, well, I actually remember I always, what I bought. So yeah. I mean, I was always self-employed, but I think rock collection. Yeah. Coin collection. Like I feel like that rock was collection, coin collection, knife collection. I bought myself a some, knife collection. Some yeah. But I was always careful. I always wanted to make sure that I always got the best like, deal. The best deal, because oh, I was like, Lordy. "Why give somebody more money than I need to?" I mean, that's my money. I go, their job is to take it away, and my job is to keep it in my pocket. You know. And I say, let's <laughs> share it with everyone. <laughs> no, I, the funny thing is, the first thing I bought, I remembered, um, was a blow dryer. Wow. I know. I'm like, what the heck? 1800 watts, three <laughs> settings. The best of the best. Diffuser. I, like I literally, oh. I remember that I'm like the first, because the first job I had was at Canadian Tire. Was it on special? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know. See, that's the thing. Like sometimes I'll say to Cameron, I'll say, oh, um, yeah, I bought this thing. And then he gets, if I didn't get it for the best price. And it doesn't mean that I overspent at all. It, it kind of does something to you. It like really pisses you off. <laughs> Why? <laughs> asking you because, it's season one finale because i, need to I know. because i had a, a business and like my whole thing was is to sell and to sell hard and to see to sell stuff to people you know that they needed or sometimes didn't yeah. need and you know even when i worked for other office supply places like that like the whole job was to sell and push hard and so when you're on the other side of it you always want to make sure that you know you don't fall uh, victim to that so no and that's fair enough i think like for me um my biggest wake-up call was um i worked um at a bank and it was for under a year and i did like a really rigorous training program yeah. and then i learned all these things like even talking to people who are um you know senior citizens and just having that budget that it was like literally paycheck to paycheck and you see what people have in their bank accounts and then you realize you're like wow a lot of people don't save yeah. um for the later part the of their years their, like 60 70s 70, 80s yeah and, they have, and it's like, sad nothing to their name and you're like yeah and but so it's, it's way more common than you think and yeah. that's where i was like oh shit i really do need to be a little bit more thoughtful in how i um you know and where my money goes because it does all catch up to you because we all there's health issues that can happen people lose their jobs there's just a lot of things that come at you that happen to all of us and you just kind of want to be a little bit more prepared for those things so i think that was like a really big wake-up call when i realized oh shit like this is normal a lot of people are in these 
situations and it's not it's just life you know yeah and the reality is like we don't want to work forever we want to enjoy life while we're still you know happy healthy Mm -hmm. we still want to travel so my thing is this is like a little bit of caution now and again i've got better over the years yeah i will you know provide amazing rewards when we are ready to retire you know and yeah of course you could, you never know what could happen you could lose a job you could you know the moral get of the story Ill. yeah who knows find know. somebody who has better savings than you <laughs> and you hang on to those girls. or win the lottery <laughs> no, no 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 um so okay why do you think we're obsessed with the pursuit then of being rich uh, as a society like as if i don't know it's gonna like magically fill a void so many people want money apparently money does equal happiness question mark question mark Uh, i think there's like i guess two sides of the coin for that and yeah one is is that for me it's so that we you and i have a great retirement and you know uh when we have kids and stuff like that too essentially we we're able to be there for them when they're down or they, they need us. So, you know, we have to pick them up when they fall, whatever. But the other side of it is that society tells you, society tells you, you need the newest cell phone at 1500 bucks. Yeah. Society tells you that, you know, you can only afford a $30,000 car, but you want to buy an $80,000 SUV. Society tells you a lot of those things. Me, you've always known. And a lot of my close friends and friends know that, uh, and special family, like I don't really care about the Joneses. Like why, you know, uh, try to impress people that don't care about you. And essentially, yeah. So, you know, um, I do think we've got everything that we need. We travel everywhere. We get to go eat anywhere we, you know, we need to go. If something bad happens to our vehicle, we need to spend thousands of dollars. We always have that money. So for me, it's like, I always want to make sure that I could live a happy, functional life. So yeah. Boring is sometimes is that. (laughs) (laughs) He pays his taxes. (laughs) Everything looks good. But like, but there is um, like what you were saying in regards to like, yeah, like even though a car that's, 30,000 is fine. Yeah. Um having it for 80,000 like there's like this status thing that yeah. we feel like okay, if I get that car, I'm going to be happy, people are going to like me. Whatever mental attachments or emotional attachments are to that status, yeah. like I think there is like we're I don't know if not necessarily that everyone does that, but I do think like a lot of people think that having more money, um, it will resolve a lot more of your issues and having nicer things makes you more of a worthwhile person, which yeah. it's not but necessarily then, true, yeah. but there is that And some people that make notion. a lot of money are amazing with their money. They can turn, you know, six figure salaries mm-hmm. into like amazing things and have a, you know, and be responsible. And then we've known lots of folks that make a great salary and, you know, they went from, let's, I'm just giving an example, let's say 50 yeah. to 100. And in, in, so instead of eating McDonald's every day when they're at 50, they go and eat, you know, caviar every day at 100. <laughs> and essentially <laughs> they, they, their habits haven't changed or spending habits yeah. haven't changed. And they just think they can spend twice. And essentially they're in the same boat as they were. You know, that's a good way earlier. to put it because you're not really doing so, anything. You're just kind of like living double. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. You, so they think yeah. there's this big safety net and essentially it's a false safety net. And then they realize, oh, they're more in debt ever because they had a taste of, you know, going to Holtz and buy, you know, yeah. buying well, I'm, a $2,500 suit. Right. So, but the know. thing is, like, if you are someone who um, was like a shitty person before you made all the money, it's the money's not necessarily going to change you like in that way you're not gonna all of a sudden become like this amazing person to be around so i don't like you you still 
there needs to be i think a lot of inside work period which i think a lot of people think like the money will like solve their issues or problems but then it makes it it's like more money more problems because uh, it's true because and and sometimes friends like people haven't been exposed to that kind of thing and uh which friends cameron i want names no (laughs) no friend no friends acquaintances stuff like that and so people tell me oh my parents never taught me no one ever taught me and, you know, so that's why I always been a big advocate. I'm like, yeah, it's great. You know, you have like home ec in school and stuff like that. I took it myself, learned yeah. you know, basic cooking stuff, crochet, blah, blah, blah. But essentially it's like you're not getting the tools from the school system, whether it's public or private, and, oh to my pre- prepare gosh, you. That's so true. So the school people, system. Yeah, so people don't know. So when you, know, you come out. Know. Yeah, so when you, you come know? out of school and or you go into college or university and they give you a credit <laughs> card and nearly 30% interest. <laughs> Wait, this is. Like, no, what, what no, are you doing? No, You're taking no. Are you talking about No, me? this is many people. Yeah, and essentially, yeah, yeah. and like, and people don't know what compound interest is, and they're like, well, I can never catch up on yeah. payments. I only make the minimum. And then, you know, then they. Oh, and that yeah. law where they made it that. Um, yeah, they before, would put it on there, and like, if you pay the minimum, it's going to take you 10 years to pay years. off. 10 years, yeah. So and, I think, which is awesome that they now have yeah, to put that on your white, credit card. It makes things but still, you know, bill. yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I think we're in agreement there that it's not going to magically fill a void or change you or it's not really, you know, like this magic pill where you're going to be super, super happy just because you have more money. But you know, leave it to science because um, they, <laughs> they, they good prove, old science. It's true because they there's this money benchmark. Uh, if you will, per, for happiness. And Do it's, tell. Ooh, um, <laughs> basically, you know, this number has kind of been floating around. There's different studies that have it for uh, different amounts. But the science says apparently $75,000 per year, okay, is used as the happiness barometer. So, like, if I make 75000 for example, and you make 75000 this amount, like, would ideally pay Bliss. for... Rent, food, like debt that you have, maybe clothing, all of your basic necessities. So for a couple, it would be like one hundred and fifty thousand. Um, uh, so that's what that's, so that's what the they happy say. Place? Well, and basically meaning like if you make let's say a hundred thousand, or okay, uh, let's say that I make two hundred thousand dollars a year, you make two hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand dollars is not going to make you happier than making one hundred and fifty thousand, like collectively. Oh, okay. That's crazy. Because you would think like having those extra like hundreds of thousands, um, it would make you somewhat happier. But apparently it doesn't because your basic necessities are fulfilled and you have extra money with this barometer of the hundred and fifty thousand where you can do other things depending on where you live. Of course, like some cities like like we live in toronto and it's freaking expensive oh yeah um and you know so depending on the city i'm sure that that can get you more things or less things but that's apparently did you know that <gasps> I, I yeah i my my brother told me about something like that yeah and he said it was like the 70 80 thousand mark yeah 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 like um, roughly around yeah. there per person and yeah essentially yeah I, I mean i guess it makes sense um I guess living in Toronto kind of makes it a little bit tougher just because, yeah. you, you know, anywhere you go, you want to yeah, buy like anything Yeah, like San Francisco nicer, would be yeah. like harder or like, sure. you know, New York or like there's certain cities that it's always going to be. Yeah. Because if you're like But then essential... if you're outside the city, you don't get opportunities to those jobs anyway. So you kind of have to be in the city. I know. So, it's, it's yeah. no, it, it, but I just thought that was kind of interesting because I'm like, okay, so then if that's all you need, ideally, um, 
then what is it that like it's it's awesome to have ambition and all of that but what it's what when does it then connect to purpose like what is the purpose then like what is it that we're chasing um because then it becomes like kind of a deeper conversation uh, maybe you know zen <laughs> <laughs> this is Zen spot you're supposed to be in or Nirvana of, of <laughs> money. Apparently, I don't yeah. know. Essentially, you know that you will, on one hand, uh, be able to enjoy life pretty much to the fullest, mm-hmm. and then know that when you do retire from your daily grind, you'll continue to be able to enjoy life. And if anything does come up in between, yeah, um, you know, some kink uh that happens um that iron you, it out that iron you it can out. iron it out with you know that the money so throw, I, I, you know what i think problem. it does make sense yeah absolutely yeah you yeah. do with here with people that you know have too much money and uh you know things go downhill and then you see mm-hmm. you know why do people that don't you know are, are around the poverty line like their their health is so bad is because like essentially they don't eat as well because they think it costs so much more money to eat healthier so they eat like crappier foods and stuff like that too and then they don't have maybe better access to healthcare, and so essentially yeah it's crazy yeah no 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 for sure and the funny thing is because you mentioned um even the lottery earlier and we fantasize so much about winning the lottery i even i i'll make a game of it not gonna lie um like what would i do who who would i tell um you know uh, (laughs) we'd have to change our names everything um like and it's just it's it's there is that fantasy like i want to win the lot like in canada i feel like the now that we have the lotto max but it's like 50 ish million normally but in the states it's like hundreds of millions i'm oh, yeah, always so powerballs yeah i'm like how do you how, hey, wow that's 300 a big, million dollars what are yeah you doing? we never see anything to that extent here but there is that like a lot of people like that's their dream like they they think like i will win the lottery and i will just get to live the kind of life but then you hear a lot of those winners a lot of stuff happens to them not oh, the yeah. greatest things they give afterwards. all this money to like their nephews and nieces and they oh some things bad happen and then everybody comes out of woodworks and sues them and so yeah you do hear some bad things. yeah it's kind of crazy. crazy yeah but i i mean like the odds of you winning the lottery are so i know or so like low, a lightning but... strike I know. Yeah, yeah 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 um so okay who is the richest person in the world because i i looked this up because i was kind of curious um you know I, I thought i know like mark zuckerberg's always on that list and uh bill gates but um 2018 forbes richest person do you want to know cameron tell me okay it's the amazon founder jeff bezos yeah Yeah. 112 billion dollars i mean that's beyond uh lottery money um so when you have that kind of money i don't even know what that would be like uh like do you have more of a social responsibility to help the world because you literally have the economy of small countries like no i know exactly i think i think you do i think they do a lot of uh, philanthropy. They well, then have, you get yeah. like ta- tax right Sure, exactly. Like but it does so get it's the, a little bit. It does get to benefit some folks. You know, there's grants and scholarships and uh, lots of charitable work that they do do. And essentially, you know, I think I was watching something on CBS this morning where it's like the Rockefellers had this massive um, Christie's auction they were going to do, and they're mm-hmm. like giving away like uh, or not giving away, but auctioning off like Matisse and. And Picasso's things like that is supposed to fetch like a billion dollars, but essentially it's all those proceeds will go to uh, some charity, some charities. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's crazy because um, yeah, I mean, 
recoup. They have a billion dollars to give away. That's, that is yeah. crazy. Like I can't even fathom. Like I, it's it's so far out of my realm um, that I can't even fathom that. But yeah. um, on a personal level, then uh, you know. So we talked about happiness, and you know, not necessarily that money's going to get you that. But how does it help define our purpose? Even do you think it has a place? within it because i i i find that there is a lot of people that do a lot of good with money too right um so if it is that necessarily that necessary evil where it's it could be used for good or bad really um how does money help define our purpose yeah so i guess that goes back to that that point i was saying is that you know for people to find purpose um uh, it could be this thing where they self-reflect and figure out, you know, how do I better myself Yeah. Um, to reach, to attain my purpose? And it could be getting, you know, help. It could be, you know, going to see a therapist. And like, again, it could be that, you know what, I find purpose in doing charitable work. But hey, guess what? There's still going to be lots of, you know, money up front that I'm going to have to cough yeah. up, right? Um, it definitely is yeah. connected to it because may, it can help you yeah, get ex- to where you want to go in life. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I think I mentioned that, you know, in, in another uh, episode, I wanted to be a forest ranger. So Yay. my purpose, like, I might have to go get some, you know, courses, take some courses in, you know, in horticulture you. And, and biology and, you know, maybe marine biology. Who knows? Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, essentially for me to do that, it's going to take money. You yeah. know, it can't be wishes and happy thoughts. So really, is yeah. that what no, doing? exactly, no. Yeah, yeah. I tried. I went to <laughs> college. Hey, you, know? you guys take happy thoughts? No, please. We take Visa, Mastercard, and yeah, uh, certified yeah. checks. So I definitely yeah. agree with you. It yeah. can definitely help you. Um, you know, contribute to your path of finding your purpose because having that money that it's it's really just being comfortable, which is why a lot of the times you know people are afraid to make certain moves, like going back to school or leaving where they currently are or just even like setting up a foundation or anything like that you you see that there is a lot of good that money can do um you know and and i think and i think that as long as you are aware that like you're aware of its power um of it being contributed in a positive way or a negative way within you because i think a lot of times it can change you right as a as a person it can change your soul in a sense because you can get so you can really get caught up in the um obsession of it and acquiring more and more and more because a lot of it it's really hard for people just to kind of put that off button and saying okay this is really enough right which is where i think that conflict lies with, with with money so i think like if you can um you know, see it like you were saying, I like the word that you use like a tool uh, and seeing it like, okay, it can get you things in life. But as long as you don't define yourself yeah, no, it doesn't, by it. It doesn't build anybody's character or it anything doesn't, like that. No. no. Yeah. You are who you are to the core and money shouldn't change it at all. Good yeah. or bad money won't make um, you a better or worse no, person. That's, that's true. It's totally yeah. like in your control, you know. But um, Joan Rivers, 
once famously said, money can't buy you happiness, but it can pay for the plastic surgery, which is, which is, (laughs) I know, I know, RIP Joan Rivers, but it's, it's true. It's just, it can't buy you happiness. Money just can't, but it can buy you things. Um, sometimes, yeah, it buys you things that you need. And if you are, um, someone who is, you know, like you're balanced, then it can, it can be an amazing thing. I actually want more of it. Give me, Give give it to me. I'll take it. Yeah? No? Nope. I'm wiring you stuff right now. <laughs> but um but yeah, no. Um I love that we we got to chat about this, but as I reflect on this first season, um I look back and I'm so happy to have had um 11 uh, episodes, actually 12, if you count the preview. Uh, my intention since the preview was really just to connect with people and explore the thoughts on purpose. Uh, back then, uh, well, nothing really has changed, but that was really my mission. And yeah, so Cameron, what do you think um, about our first season? It's exciting. Yeah? Yeah. It's good, but we're reaching a lot of people and... I think uh, you've got some like DMs from some folks, some things like that's direct messages. Oh, I, yeah, I barely knew what that was. I'm not the social media oh, guy. Lordy. And you no, know, I think it's great. We've had some really, really great guests, and um, yeah, I think the awesome. show is getting like better and better. I can't wait for the next season. Yay. So I'm so excited. Well, what did you? Okay, I know. I think about like the topic of purpose, right? Yeah. Which is what really um, inspired me to have this podcast is because I was just really curious about what people thought about purpose and and there is like a, definitely a level of depth there but because there's so much purpose in so many different avenues so right. I know this first season there's been like a lot like or I've sprinkled it to like people following their path and their purpose for career or like sure. what's the purpose of social media yeah. what's our personal life yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah like um education um you know so there's been a lot of things that i've sprinkled into or like kind of like uh flirted with for this first season so um i've definitely learned a lot and i'm really really excited for the second season because i'm gonna get more people to interview on you know the topics that i didn't really get to talk about this first season so maybe a little stuff on spirituality uh, i don't even know like to be honest i'm really 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 open <laughs> that'll be your purpose to figure out next i know season, right? um i'm really open to um what it can be i like in what direction i just know that i want to keep talking about purpose but i'm uh, wh- where do you see our direction no absolutely i think getting like a different spectrum of folks um getting maybe some controversial stuff up in here who knows oh damn okay, yeah. <laughs> well i mean like i know there's things that i can also do better which i definitely learned like more social media i need more content you know yeah. like and be more rigorous with my schedule which is definitely something in my life that i need to practice more yeah. and that um so which is why i'm happy that i i finished um this first season but really i'm excited to kind of like go back to brainstorming come up with more content and and you know and see and see where it goes um so yeah cameron i couldn't think of a better way to end this first season than to have you here so thank you so much thank you mimi um (laughs) so you're so you're you're crazy uh it's been a roller coaster uh of an experience i'm happy to have had it and to have grown um 
and you know some stumbles along the way and to have the best partner ever uh, who's sitting across from me um and it's just really been this experience has been more of a blessing than anything so i'm super super excited for season two and just wanted to thank everyone for joining me and listening and if you have any ideas or topics for you know second season definitely hit us up through social media instagram twitter snapchat purposely underscore mimi like us on facebook at purposely.mimi or just shoot me an email with purposely.mimi at gmail.com and let's get that champagne out Cameron woo woo I have some vulv clickle some vulv <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna pop it yeah, <laughs> yeah. alright the bubbly okay. woo, woo, woo. until season 2 thank you so much for listening now it's time to drink <laughs>